Do you want to hear the greatest story? Yeah, I do. Oh my god, Bon Jovi sound checking. We got to see this. But then we hear um, the guy whistling into a microphone. Yeah, it was John, and he goes, "The kids can stay." We're like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> nice. Thanks, thanks, Johnny. It was a small theatre, and we went upstairs, and there was a photo of Dire Straits, who did their very first rock blast there in 1982, oh, wow. which was just so cool. Yeah. So these bikies got in touch with us, give us 500 bucks so you don't get your singer back. <laughs> Holy shit. Welcome everyone. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. This is an interview style podcast where I talk with musicians, performers, and sometimes wrestlers. I am your host, The Sizz Dog. Thanks for joining me. I'm sorry the pod is dropping one day late today, but I've actually um, uh, interviewed three uh, guests or groups of guests this week. Um, so not much time for editing, a lot of time for uh, interviewing, but that's okay. I've got a few in the can now, so I can just drop these each week for the next three weeks, which is pretty cool. This week on the show, I caught up with Noxie and Stephen from Torrential Thrill. It was awesome to catch up with these guys and stick around for a tale of when the boys uh, supported Fozzie, Chris Jericho's band, and one of the members didn't get to meet Chris, but you'll have to keep listening to find out why. Art of Touring is brought to you every single Friday this Today it's on a Saturday, but that's all right. Uh, you can listen to Art of Touring on iTunes or on the Google Podcasts app um, or on Spotify. And remember, Art of Touring is part of the A Lot of Green podcast network. You can check out all the other awesome podcasts on their network at www.alotofgreen.com.au. Guys, tell friends about this podcast. Tell enemies about this podcast. Tell everyone about the show. You know, it's a good little interview show, you know, from Melbourne, Australia, all about music and touring and life and juggling and all the crazy stuff that, you know, musicians and performers and wrestlers get into on the daily. So um, if you think your friends or your family might be interested in listening to the show, then, you know, tell them about it. That'd be awesome and get some more um, more, more ears on the product, hey? That'd be rad. There is some coarse language in this week's episode, so if you are listening with kids, it might be a good idea to throw on the real Ghostbusters. And they want, once they're dropped off at their uh, softball lessons, then, then, and only then, can you throw the art of touring back on. Uh, now let's take a moment to hear from this week's sponsor. Episode 74 of The Art of Touring is brought to you this week by the Hawaiian Tropics Bikini Tour. Are you looking for a summer gig? Do you like driving around in a bus with bikini models? Then jump on board the tour bus and join the Hawaiian Tropic Bikini Tour for 1995. I can't believe this, Lloyd. First Mary dumps us. Then the cops take our nest egg. Then our hog breaks down. Yeah! When are we ever gonna catch a break? Hi, y'all. Hey, Ali Hoopa. Hey, guys. We're going on a national bikini tour and we're looking for two oil boys who can grease us up before each competition. You are in luck. There's a town about three miles that way. I'm sure you'll find a couple guys there. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hey, all. Realize what you've done? Hey! Lloyd! Lloyd! You'll have to excuse my friend. He's a little slow. The town is back that way. Lucky guys are gonna be driving around with those girls for the next couple months. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll catch our break too. Just gotta keep our eyes open. 
Just so you know, Art of Touring is hosted by Wooshka. If you want to listen on the desktop, you can. Just Google Art of Touring and follow the links to the Wooshka homepage. Before we get into my interview with the boys from Torrential Thrill, uh, I'd like to play with you some of their music. Now, during the interview, you'll hear me ask the boys what they'd like me to play a preview of, you know, like we do at the start of every show. Um, A couple of songs were thrown into the hat, uh, but once we were off the air, the boys decided on a different track other than the one that we mentioned on the pod. So here's the track that we did um, uh, decide on. It's called Waking the Neighbours. Check it out. Here we go. There's just a little preview of Torrential Thrills Waking the Neighbours. And without any further ado, here's my conversation with Noxie and Stephen from Torrential Thrill. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Art of Touring podcast. We're sitting here in Siriani Studios in glorious Epping. And tonight I'm joined by two members of Torrential Thrill, uh, Stephen Morell on guitar and Noxie on bass. How are we, gentlemen? Very well, thank you, sir. I am well. Thank you for asking. Yes. It's, uh, man, the weather's been crazy recently. It's been hot. It's been cold. Saturday was good. We, we, uh, we were out and about on Saturday, but yeah. uh, we were locked away in Sunday. Actually, Sunday we were filming, so... Mm. Yeah, couldn't have picked that any better. We were sort of out in the sunshine on Saturday and yeah. locked away in a wrestling ring on Sunday. Oh, well, it's it's the way to. it should be done. Yeah, <laughs> ideally, yes, most definitely. It's raining, let's wrestle. Yeah, we'll have to touch on that a, lo- a, a lot more a little bit later. But um, uh, usually the way we start the show is uh, get a little bit of background info on the boys um, or, or ladies that I'm interviewing. Um, so we'll, we'll start with you, Stephen, mate. Where are you from? Where, where did you grow up? Uh, well, I'm actually originally from South Africa. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. Um, born down the East Coast, South Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I was, yeah, small sort of country town, sort of south of Durban, if you if you know the, the country very well. And um, mm-hmm. we moved up when I was about eight years old to Johannesburg and spent sort of six, seven years um, there. Yeah. Sort of did all my sort of primary schooling and all that sort of stuff around there. Joburg. Joburg, yes, big bad Joburg. Hmm. And then uh, parents decided that was about it. That's a, that was enough of that. And yeah. we, uh, we shipped over to uh, sunny Melbourne. Yeah, right. Or uh, ice falling from the sky Melbourne as it's been for the <laughs> last three three months. Yeah, it's been pretty wild. Um, and any other members of your family, brothers or sisters or anything like that? Well, yeah, I've got two. I've got two brothers. Um, youngest brother Matt is drummer in our band. Oh, okay. So um, we're, we're we're both from uh, the motherland. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so Matt's Matt's a little bit older than uh, younger than I am. He's probably I think four or five years younger. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we both sort of came over came over here and did the you know the rest of our high schooling over here and. How old were you when you came over, did you say? Uh, 13. Oh, okay. So so I don't really sort of... Most people are sort of say I'm from South Africa. They go, ah, oh, didn't really sort of pick that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because but, your accent wouldn't be that strong. No, nah, not anymore. They really sort of... Keep it. Yeah. Year 9, 10, they sort of hammer it out of you. Yeah. <laughs> say it yeah. again, mate. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hold him down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. You um, can tell Noxie came over here after the school and he's got nice, still that nice, nice rich Canadian accent. <laughs> no do to boot that yeah right um and so when you're over in johannesburg and um uh, durban durban uh east london was the uh, town that i was born in oh okay yeah south of durban right 
Still in South Africa. Still in South Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and so growing up in that area, um, uh, did you have any musical um, experiences in primary school at all? Or I didn't really sort of play music throughout. I mean, I sort of, the first, I think the first album I got was, um, I think it was either So Far So Good by Brian Adams. Yeah. Or it was um, Tourism by Roxette. I can't, right. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we left... South Africa I was sort of getting into that early early high school age yeah and um, the Black Album came out in 91 and we you know we snuck off and saw that and yeah I think um, Nirvana did it I think it, I don't know, it was Teen Spirit back then but I, they were late touring that so yeah I, saw, I think we saw the tail end of that and you saw them play live yeah yeah, yeah. wow so that that was that was pretty good um, and then we saw saw I used to go to a couple of shows. So we saw you know Phil Collins and Elton John. My my folks were all into that sort of stuff. Saw Roxette oh, when they came out. Yeah, so, so you, I, your I, family was really supportive and, and wanted to you know expose you to artists as they came to the country. That kind of thing. They weren't ultra supportive of me going to a Metallica show at right. the age of like eleven. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, look, mum and dad were sort of into into music and all that sort of stuff. Dad, you know, he's pretty good in the piano and all that sort of thing. So right. we grew up in a in a, a household where the folks. Were, they were into, you know, Saturday night sort of hanging out with the mates and, you know, a bit of music and, you know, sure. a couple of dad's mates would come over and they'd get the guitar out and a bit of, bit of sing-along and, you know, you'd have, you'd have the sort of, you know, top 40 sort of screaming on the jukebox and, yeah, it was just a social, social yeah. sort of thing. Like, we weren't really a music, music family. Like, I only really sort of picked up a guitar in my sort of mid-teens. Okay. Um, when, I, when, when we had come to... Melbourne. Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, it was I got into like sort of, you know, hard rock heavy metal when I was in my mid teens and that's what sort of like I, I want to learn a, I want to learn guitar. Yeah, right. So, but in South Africa the family was, you know, generally sort of you know, into music and all that sort of stuff. So there was certainly a catalyst for it while we, you know, in South Africa uh, growing up, but it was it was more um, about going to see artists and being around music. And then when you came to Melbourne, that was when kind of like instrument actually called to you and said, oh, you know what, I might actually pick up a guitar. I've always, I've always been pretty artistic. Like I've always enjoyed, like when I was a kid, drawing was my big thing. Like right, I did a lot of sketching, yeah. a lot of drawing. Yeah. Um, we'd put like paper mache constructions, play a lot of sport and cricket and stuff. I'd build like stadiums from paper and all that. That sort of yeah, stuff. Nice. Lo- love the art, like doing things with my hands and drawing you know, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah, never really sort of got into music. I think Mum tried with a piano once, but the whole theory of the whole thing, I was just, I don't think I had the attention span for it. Yeah, I probably no, still don't have the attention span for, for it. Give me the tabs. I oh, mean, I'm a music teacher and I don't have any attention for theory. So, so you either have that in you or you don't. I think, yeah. Um, well, there you go. Well, that's a, that's a really great overview of, of your upbringing there, man. I might I might change um, uh, focus now and, and, and ask Noxie um, about his. Um, where are you from, mate? From the west coast of Canada, originally. Yeah. A little city called Nanaimo. Oh, yeah. Um, it's uh, on Vancouver Island. I moved to Winnipeg when I was in my mid-teens. So when this guy was old enough to move to Melbourne, I moved to Winnipeg. and. Mm. If you Google Winnipeg weather, you'll basically just get a blank white screen on your computer. Yeah, right. So it's pretty much snow eight months of the year. Oh man. Um, yeah, from yeah, it's yeah, it is cold. It's cold. It's cold. Like right now, it's beach weather. Like <laughs> I was at the beach all day today. We had a barbecue. It was beautiful. Yeah, right. No, it's uh, and then I just got the seven-year itch, mm-hmm. and uh, it took me a year to save up money come down to Australia and then um, yeah started as a backpacker temporary resident permanent resident here I am there you go yeah how old were you when you did make the 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 trip down Uh, 23 Uh, okay the thing is 23 um, when I first came out here yeah Yeah, nice and did you come from a musical family Noxie not at all not at all no mum was a nurse dad was a tradie yeah sister was just a little sister yeah um yeah, my music was just I was and still am into pop punk, some punk hardcore. Yeah, just fast bass lines. Yeah, right. Yeah, which I get told a lot during uh rehearsals. Yeah, we we like that bass riff, Steve, uh or Noxie. Um but he slowed down. <laughs> Instead of uh playing that many, like cut it into like a tenth of that. I'm like, oh so <gasps> doom. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> That's like doom. fast, dude. <laughs> it's like fine, fine, fine. I'll just sit in the pocket. 
Yeah, um, right. But yeah, there's uh, is more hanging out with the friends in high school, taking me to um, a lot of underground shows, a lot of hardcore bands. That's yeah. when I first started going to big gigs. Like when I say big gigs, I mean it's just uh, the band would be the distance we are right now at this table. I was this close, if not closer, to the bands. Right, right. Um, there'd be maybe fifty people in a room, like the size of a like a small cafe. Yeah, sure. Like, I've actually been to cafe hardcore shows, so the cafe closes down, and yeah. then a band just pops up at night. And yeah, that's yeah. a cool vibe, man. So it's a lot of that. It's a very strong music scene. So it's one thing I really like about Melbourne. It does remind me of Winnipeg. Yes, not for the weather, but Winnipeg is like the rock and roll capital of Canada. Okay, it's right in the middle, and there's not a lot to do there, so people either pop out kids and get married yep. or they start a band or both or both yeah yeah <laughs> nice. so i was i was hoping to start a band with uh, a mate of mine out there it didn't work out sure um we'd written a couple songs but it was trying to get a vocalist and a drummer and you know because they're just i mean you can ask our vocalist and drummer but they're not here right now yeah right <laughs> that's just a stab because they're not here no yeah yeah you gotta, um, you get one in every now and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, but yeah, it just it never came to fruition there. But it was something I was like, that's hanging out with this guy who's like Steve. They're just um, I don't want to say idiot savants, but we'll say savant. Yeah, right. But I just want to say idiot just because it's that's a term. Yeah, sure. But you sure. give them a guitar and you say, hey man, play this, and I just make some beep boop beep noises out of my mouth, and they write a freaking song. I'm like, ah, it's, yeah, I don't have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, this other guy back in Canada, he was helped me really get into wanting to do that. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, and so you were saying that there was no one really in your family that was musical, but there was your mates around you um, growing up uh, that kind of like you would play with. Did you ever play like, you know, in a high school band or anything nah, like that? No. Nah, so it's uh, I took a guitar class in elementary or early high school i guess year 10 mm -hmm. and i was like nah this hurts my fingers i don't want to play guitar ah. um went to drama class i was like yeah this is too easy i was i'm more intellectual in school than sure. anything is yeah. after high school that i don't know i just always wanted to be in a punk band just still want to be in a punk band yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so i'm working on it. i'm Sorry. trying to get our songs faster faster i'm, I'm working us there but uh yeah yeah um no, it was just some of the mates I was hanging out with going to shows, and then some of them took up instruments, but then dropped them. And yeah, some of them aren't doing anything with it now, but they've got that crazy talent. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. Was, a lot of people like that. Even this is even a couple of years before we started our band. Um, yeah. Before Torrential Thrill, it was a couple of years before. I remember coming out here. I wasn't a resident yet. We just came out for a few months, and I remember going playing basketball outside of. Uh, outside of an elementary school with a bunch of our mates and Steve was there. Um, sunny day, very nice day. Everyone's in t-shirts, shorts, running around except Steve. <laughs> Steve's sitting in the shade, had a couple JDs with him, his plastic bag, jacket on. And he's just like, I was like, what are you doing here? He goes, eh, just, just hanging out, just hanging out. Like, no, no, we're over there playing basketball. What are you doing over here? He's like, nah, you want a drink? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I was like, you know what, man? One day, and I told him this, and I remember it. I was like, you know what I'm going to do, man? I'm going to go back to Canada. I'm going to pick up a base. I'm going to just school myself and learn all I need to know. I'm going to come back because his brother just started doing some drumming and getting really serious into it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to come back, and we're going we're gonna to start a band. He's like, yeah, you do that. You do that. <laughs> and I could see it. Like, I was excited. I could see in his eyes. He's like, get fucked. <laughs> I'm not sure that they ever happened. <laughs> this story is that's so a, that's, weird. That's a there's great, no context. That's a great no, there's story. no context because we're playing basketball, and I remember talking to him. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 Matt sure." Matt must have been playing basketball. Wouldn't have yeah, been me. Matt was exactly. We all were. You were there, but we were playing basketball. You just came to hang out. I was must have been the support of bigger brother. Something like that. <laughs> oh, something you like gave that. him a lift to the basketball game. Probably uh, something to do well, on a yeah, maybe something to do on a Thursday morning, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. And so that is actually how you two met, and and Matt as well. That, that was around the time we first met. Yeah, because I met huh. um, I met Matt. I think I met Matt first. Yeah, because um, my wife. Uh, yeah, she was her and her high school friends so it's her and her girlfriends they all had their partners from high school sure yeah and matt is one of her friends 
well, it's a friend's husband. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, they were just they weren't married at the time, but may as well have been married at the time. <laughs> yeah, we 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 sort of had a pretty close knit high school circle of friends, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So when Matt and I started sort of going back and forward and doing some of the rhythm sections of what became our first album. Yeah. Um, eventually, we sort of put it all together, and then you know, Steve was dating one of the friends in the circle sort of thing so when and you're like sort, oh he plays bass we'll we, get we, him we reached out well, to sort of quite that uh, no anybody uh <laughs> know how to use this thing <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's not a ukulele hang on um, i remember there was some weird basketball game where some guy said he was going to join about is is that the same guy oh, so he, he doesn't remember <laughs> that we, we actually recorded a whole, a whole first album he hadn't even joined the band yet right right and then we needed Someone. Someone. So that's when we had sort of said, Oh, you know, Maddie was in my ear saying, Give give Boydy a call. He'll you'll you'll get on you'll get on board. Yeah, nice. So I called him up and <laughs> he sort of said, Oh, there's not gonna be like ten dudes down there um, you know, all competing for this thing, is there? Because no. I'm I'm not coming. <laughs> so I'm like, I oh. didn't want to live through basketball tryouts again. I was like, look, it's not like a tryouts, is it? It's if it's a tryout, I'm not have coming. I got give the job or else. not? I'm like, yeah, yeah come down. We'll be right. We'll have a look. So yeah, yeah right. the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, I've been through that, like having to try out with a whole bunch of different dudes and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like if you're not right for the band, then there's no. There's no point going forward, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you can't take it personally if um if you if you're um doing that kind of thing. There you go. Um, and so you come down to Mel, you come back to Melbourne, um, after living here for just for a little bit. Yeah, it was like a, um, a year here, then back to Canada for a few years, back here for a few months, back to Canada for a couple of years, and back here for good. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. so it took. You didn't push the fridge over straight away. You had to kind of gave, give it a few goes first. Yeah, yeah. It eventually fell right over. Which and, was colder. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Scales are tipping. Um, and so now, um, yeah, you're, so you're a resident here of, um, yeah. of Australia. Yeah, nice one. Um, and um, Steve, when you were putting the band together, you, we, we know now that, you know, um, Noxie, you know, eventually came on board. Um, tell us about your singer. How, how, did, how did he join the group? Well, it actually kind of started with Chris and I. So we we played the band about ten years prior to TT starting. Oh, okay. And what we, was it called? Uh, Lethal Licks. Lethal Licks. Yeah. Nice. Torrential Thrill. Lethal Licks. Yep. Chapter three is going to be just yeah you know, something that doesn't maybe have <laughs> too, <laughs> too, too many rhyming. L's in it. <laughs> Simple Simon. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, we and that sort of had various renditions of drummers and bassists and okay. um, just wasn't sort of heading in the direction that we wanted to go and I was a bit jaded about the whole process. You know when, when you're trying to get something off the ground and you yeah. just can't get a dynamic of the right number of people and yes. on the same page. And So eventually we sort of gave it away and we'd sort of been through trying to sort of put together a couple of EPs and yeah. it just didn't work. And um, moved away from sort of music for a couple of years and okay. you got involved with sport and all that sort of stuff and yeah what'd you, know, you play soccer soccer okay yeah so sort of totally opposite direction co-ran a soccer club um played in like you know the, the premiership winning uh teams filmed the thing put together the documentary got, <laughs> oh, got, really? got into filming studied film like yeah, really right. got into all that sort of stuff and then that sort of washed up and um we just had our first uh kid mm-hmm. uh, leo was leo was born and i was just driving back from work one night and i was listening to some of the old tunes some of the old eps we'd put together sure and you don't you always think of your time poor and you're busy but you don't actually really get how time poor and busy you are until you have kids you probably get this mm-hmm. and it was kind of that sort of shining moment where i'm like we should get something started again now because I don't want to be just that guy that sits down in the pub every Saturday night whinging about how, how busy he is and how there's just nothing yeah. going on apart from work and kids. And it, yeah. it was just like a, a moment that just sort of like, you know, pick up the phone, give old mate a call, give Chris a call. I haven't spoken to him in years mm. and just see where he's at. Yeah. And literally like a fortnight later, we were jamming on some stuff down in, you know, down in the eastern suburbs. And yeah. and then we we just ran that for, you know, for like a year, just, you know, once a week, once a fortnight, just catching up and just working on stuff. Mm. No ambition, no no plan, just 
catch it up and having a jam. Sure. And then we found out we were having kid number two. Ah. And I'm like, ah, we should we should record an album now before it all ends. <laughs> I know how this goes. Like, it all ends eventually and it's going to end now. So quick, let's record something. Right, right. And that's when we recorded our debut Mars. Mm. And, you know, in hindsight, you could probably argue listening to that album that uh, maybe this could have been an EP you know there's a lot right. of sort of pre-production-y sort of stuff here that okay. could have just been you know you've got a little bit of goodness there and a little bit of goodness here there's your EP but I've always been a bit old school and like I like my, my albums you know like yeah, I'm man. like I'd rather I'd rather have something that's got three four killer tracks on it and six yeah. fillers than just a three four track EP like I I I agree, man. Look, I think that's the, just the way I'm put together. The the art of putting an album together, it, you don't they don't have to be all hits because that's that's just silly. Like, I mean, not every album can be hysteria, like you know, or beat it, or no, sorry, thriller. Um, you know, uh, the, the, there's got to be album tracks on there. Yeah, you know. Um, no, that's that's admirable that you're able to put that together, especially when you're you know starting a young family. Yeah, well, it, well, it was it. There was a lot of apprehension. At, you know, the guys didn't want to really want to do it. They're like, you know, we're not ready. And I'm like, yeah. lads, we've been practicing this stuff for 12, 18 months. Let's just, let's just give it a... And I got a couple of contacts. We met uh, this guy, Matt Darcy, through a couple of, another mate of mine who was playing in a band, Holly Ava. Yeah. And he had sort of said, you know, I've worked with this guy before. I'd listened to some of his, his stuff. And I'm like, yeah, look, I it's pretty cool. So mm. let's have a chat to this Matt guy. Let's see where he's at. And, and let's put something together. So caught up with Matt and sort of played him some of the old stuff we'd done, gave him a bit of a vibe of, as to who we are and where we were at and yeah. um, he sort of said, look, let's 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 make it happen and on that, there's definitely moments of goodness on that and once we'd released that, we actually got into playing live shows, you know, our first ever gig ever as a band, yes. I think it was Steve's first ever ever show playing as, a, as in a band as a musician yeah. was yeah. a sold out yeah. gig at the Cherry Bar for our opening night and that's when Fantastic. we released it and yeah. no, nobody even knew who we were sure. but we I somehow got hold of James and sort of said give us give us a you know he was really good like that yeah man he's great he'd give like anybody that. a go you know he really would yeah and he's like we got rules you know don't bring 30 people in here on a Saturday night make sure if we're going to do this, you meet me. And, and we did. And yeah. we put together a night and all our mates came down and, you know, Cherry Bar sort of brings the crowd anyway. Mm. And it's that gave us a taste of what this whole thing's about and then you get the socials up and going and you get yep. a bit of momentum and then you just get the bug for it. Yeah, man. And here we are. So it's, I mean, we... So when did you launch the album? What what year was that? 2015. Okay, 2015. Yeah, yeah. yeah first yeah, one yeah. came out, something March, April 2015. Yeah, Nice. Um, and so in your time, uh, you know, since releasing the record at the Cherry Bar in 2015, um, have you done any interstate shows or really more just Melbourne-based shows? We haven't done any interstate shows. Yeah, no. We've done um, uh, country. Regional re- shows? Regional. Yeah, where have you played? Uh, we've played up in Bendigo. Yeah. Uh, down in we, We've played down Oh, one thaggy, really? We played down on one thaggy. Where played, did you play in one thaggy? The Colony. Caledonian. Caledonian. Because my, um, my grandparents uh, had a beach house down in Wonthaggy, so I'd spent all my summers there as a kid. Yeah. And there was really only, like, down... Because well, they lived in Cape Patterson, which is the beach closest to Wonthaggy. Okay. Wonthaggy's, like, the main, like, township. And then yep. you drive 20 minutes and there's Cape Patterson. And then if you go back the other way, there's um, Phillip Island and, and all that kind of thing. This is right in the heart of the Caledonian Hotel. Is right in the heart of Wonthaggy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. And what was that night like? Was that it was good? good, and we stayed yeah. there that night too. Yeah, nice. And we, it was, mate. That was definitely one of the <laughs> it was highlights a wild for night. us. <laughs> was it, was, it really? We, yeah. we played with. Um, we got. Uh, we had just sort of signed a little bit of record deal with um, Bo Remy's uh, Hellfire Records. Mm-hmm. So um, we took him down there with Destroy. She said they were still up and running at that stage. Okay, um, I remember them. Yeah, and Dangerous Curves were just sort of getting started too. So the, sure. the three of us went down there. Did it. Did it you know, three by and then all three bands stayed upstairs above the hotel, <laughs> and we're up all night with, um, yeah, you know, Kim Kim singing freaking John Farnham songs at four o'clock in the morning, and then making and breakfast at seven in the morning. Gary oh, Young what? falling asleep in the chair, and um, yeah. who's a guitarist from uh, Destroy? She said was it Mick, Dave. 
been. The, the, uh, <laughs> uh, all very real, Aussie sounding. Names. Really, <laughs> we've been one of them. <laughs> really, really bad of, of me not to remember that. That's okay. Sorry, mate, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was you know jamming on the guitar and stuff, yeah. and boys were having to sing along, and um, some of them I don't think even slept. They just went straight. The Curves boys went surfing first thing the next morning. Really? They're cooking breakfast and Jeez. the destroy. She said guys were like laid out on the floor and. It was a great night, and the locals turned up. Like, yeah. I'm not saying there was hundreds and hundreds of people, but like, it was still a good night. People came down; they got the dance on. You know, there's yeah. no trouble. It was just a good country gig. Yeah, it, was, mm. it was good. It was a good great night. Nice one. So, one thaggy um, Bendigo. Where'd you play in Bendigo? The Music Man before it closed. Oh, yeah. before it closed. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that was a good night too. Actually, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. I've done a few shows down in Bendigo. Um, back in the like mid. Naughties when I first started doing like the solo acoustic covers gigs, um, I did this gig at the uh, the Shamrock Hotel. Oh yeah, which is yeah, like right in the heart of the town. Yeah, I know the Shamrock. Um, but it is it is more of a cover band venue. It's not yeah. really you know they don't really do originals there. That's but, why um, the Music Man is so good because if you yeah know, yeah you'd, you'd get up there and you'd have the Sham on the other side of the block and then that's come right. down to the Music Man. Yeah, I remember like we we I did like a um, a New Year's Eve gig there once. They put me up in the in with a room and everything it was really nice. Um, but I didn't have to play like through to midnight. It was just like the dinner kind of set. Oh, so then nice. I got to go out and been, and it was, uh, I think I was engaged, but we didn't have any kids or anything like that. So, yeah. you know, it was, it was in my twenties. And, um, so me and, and, and the missus went out on the town and we went to like a, a club and just got shit faced, <laughs> you know, <laughs> listening to terrible doof doof music. Just, or something. Just got dang, I yeah, think there's only awesome. like two clubs i think it was maybe star bar or something yeah. i don't know what it was called anyway um we, we we make our way out of the club and there was this place that's open like you know at two three in the morning and they were selling like these potato gems and the tradition at this place is that you buy these you know tray of potato gems and they just plop this like gravy like gravox gravy on top of the gems and now that sounds disgusting right <laughs> <laughs> but when you're shit faced and it's 3am and you're starving it's like <laughs> you know people so we are just, coming out of the air oh right? yeah yeah there's like all these drunk people just smashing these potato gems and gravy so yeah no I've got some good memories from Bendigo that's for sure it was good I was I was devoured when they closed that place down because yeah, right. it's not that we you know, the nights we had up there were massive, but they were just good nights. Mm. And the, the sound that place put out was pretty good. I mean, that they put like you played, and the sound was good. And yeah. I think it was Paulie who was running the place. He'd always look after the bands, and yeah, the writer was pretty generous. For so the when most did they part. close down? Oh, I think that was early, early last year. I think. Oh, or, okay. So it's still yeah. pretty recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was right. There for a while. Yeah, nice one. Um. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. Um, and so w- while you're um, you're finding your feet now with the, the, the album um, that had, just, had been released and you're kind of doing sh- shows in support of the album, you know, trying to move some units, all that kind of stuff, mm. um, did you find like a home base like within Melbourne? Like did you go back to Cherry Bar at all? Or Well, we, we've played um, Cherry Bar a handful of times. Mm-hmm. We, we've released both albums there okay um so our second album nothing as it seems we also did a cherry yes. um which went down quite well um when did you release that one that was 17 oh 2017 yeah. that's a pretty quick turnaround 15 17 yeah well, we sort of had we had all this material mm. it was kind of built up over the years yeah so all these song concepts and you know chapter three has been a little bit more trying because we've kind of exhausted the uh <laughs> the back catalog the, the creative bang we're, we're having to write songs for the first time in a decade in a long time so yeah but so we, we yeah we, the turnaround was pretty good mm. um but our our home base has just really been we like playing the like the likes of the bendigo hotels and sure we've played a few shows out east like there's a couple of places out east um in lilydale oh um, yeah like um the rack the rack ups of the world like we we must have played five or six shows there. And yeah, right. They, they get a, a younger sort of crowd down there. Are you from that area? We're of- sort of eastern suburbs, so for us to get down there is really easy, and we treat that as a bit of a hit-out night. Like, oh, whereas, okay. you yeah, know, if yeah. we're not feeling that we're 100% match fit, if we hadn't done anything for a couple of months, mm. we'd like to sort of, you know, thrash out a couple of shows there. and Yeah. Um, it'd go over well, even if it wasn't sort of flawless, and then yeah. you know, turn up and, you know, try and put something together at your you know your cherries or your evelyn's or your bendy goes sure we've yeah, done yeah, well yeah. we played um 
Ding Dong when they were still oh, the ding dong. up and running. Yeah, I remember it's that. It's a lot of these venue. places are sort of... Jesus, it's like we're the good luck chuck band or something. As soon as we play at a venue, the venue just shuts down. What's what's good luck chuck? Well, it's a movie with Dane Cook. Comedian, oh. he hooks up with a chick and then the next guy she meets, she marries. Oh, so I it's haven't like, seen it's that. Like, oh, I know that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah so okay. it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's that yeah. effect. Uh, yeah, that we play gigs. So well, maybe there we are a few. There, maybe there if we go uh, play Rod Laver, they'll just shut her down or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, we're closed. TT's <laughs> been <laughs> yeah. and gone. No one's allowed to play here anymore. No more. Far so out. yeah, we've sort of. We, I don't think we've done. I mean, if you look at the the um, the number of shows we've done over the years, we've yeah. sort of do about a, a show a month sort of thing. And, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you support gigs here or there, we we seem to. Have Found a new home base at the the Matt Flinders Hotel out in out in Chadston, which is just yeah. out of the city. Obviously, we're we're, we're doing something there in in, in yeah. a couple of weeks. Um, it's you know the the biggest problem with booking gigs, playing shows, is getting the gigs. You, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like the the ESPYS one. They they've opened back up now, and they're putting bands back in the. Uh, I think it's the basement again. Well, oh, they're they in are, the basement. They're yeah. in the basement. I think the, I've heard the Gershman's open as well. The front bar is just a just a restaurant now, but DJ restaurant. They've thing. got like one guy running that joint, and it's to get onto them to book anything. Like, yeah, it's, you'd be better off just buying a scratch and <laughs> getting a lotto <laughs> ticket. Like, you'll get back to you and go, oh yeah, no, September's pretty good. Yeah, no, yeah, give us a call next week, and, and then yeah. it's it's hard. Like. It, and that's that's like their mo. Like that's been like that there for years. Like I yeah. remember the the they used to have a great thing at the front bar every Tuesday, Wednesday. It was called Collage Music, and uh, a guy called Scott used to run it. And, and up and coming bands, you could just you know call him up, get a slot, and you could play the front bar. Sure, it's not on a Friday or a Saturday night, but you know Tuesday, Wednesday, you're still getting to cut your teeth yeah. on that stage and kind of yeah, get still people there too. Exactly, still people. It's still a local watering hole on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. Um, I think I remember the the one time I was able to get uh, the front bar on a Friday night was I I framed it as a launch, even though we just launched our album. Yeah, okay. In March, you've got I to said, do that. You've got to do that. Like, I said, otherwise they won't this talk is to you. a vinyl launch this time. I already launched the vinyl, like you know, mm. at the same time as the CD. But they don't know that. No. You know, so I said, oh, this is the vinyl launch. We've pressed it on vinyl. He said, oh, okay, sounds like an event. Yeah, right, we'll put you on. You know, but um. Yeah, it's it's so it was always so hard to get a gig. There. It's it's harder nowadays. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It seems like there's a few places coming up nowadays. Like you stay gold. Seems like it's sort of mm. booking bands nowadays. And Bombay Rocks in there. Now they they've sort of opened up again last year, and they're booking yeah. bands again, which is which is really good because it's you know you, we you, we've lost a lot of sort of good establishments. I think the Brady O'Reilly's went down, and mm. um, you know Ding Dong's obviously gone well, down. Boogeyman's even uh, struggling right there's now. A, there's a few that are really sort of struggling. Yeah, Boogeyman Bar. There's wow. a few that are really sort of struggling. It's hard to get onto these places. Like we did, um, we did a show earlier this year at Northcote Social, and that was really good. I'm like, oh, this is a great place to play, and if you can get the right bands in here and stuff, uh, yeah. You know, it's kind of like you've got to go through premier artists now to get in there. Otherwise, it's just... Yeah, Northcote's very much like that, or you have to be like a, you know, established, like, radio play band, you know, yep. to, to get to get on their radar, you know. Um, having said that, though, like, I just put together a Pearl Jam night at, at, the, at the Corner Hotel, and when I was putting the feelers out there, I was emailing every venue in town that I thought would be able to fit the amount of people I was expecting to come to the show. The last people I thought would get back to us was the Corner, and, and they did. They're like, yeah, we'll put on that show. Yeah, that's like, great. What the fuck? Yeah. You're all right. I've always mm. wanted to play the corner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and then I realized that after doing a little bit more research, I checked the previous gig history there and the tribute and uh, like tribute uh, anniversary style um, nights to big bands are pulling in the punters these days. Yeah. You know, a lot of bands are doing it. So funny. It's like the visibility on, on locals is just at an all time low. And yeah. Everybody's going back to the. Um, Eddie's band room in Moorabbin to check out, you know, the Kiss cover bands. And I'm not knocking that at all. Like, yeah. you know, a, lot of, a lot of the guys are playing in, in, in a lot of it's local bands are doing that as well. Though. But yes. the, the punters are growing back to those Akadaka, Kiss, like all those cover bands just yeah. for sort of, you know, 
that familiarity. And, and it's kind of like a, a, sh- a sure win on a night out sort of thing, you know, yeah, what you're exactly. getting into. Let's exactly. Go, let's, yes. go, let's go watch a couple of locals. Oh, who are they? Oh, it's but TT the, and the other some edge. other Muppets. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. You're not going to do that. Like, I don't <laughs> know. It's, do, it's, 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 it's like it's a perception thing, I guess. Like yeah. turning that around is really difficult. Yeah. But, but see, they are giving a chance to the original artists. It's just they're giving that big focus on the original artists of yesteryear. So, like, they're doing that Hot as Hell tour. Mm-hmm. And they're getting a lot of those big bands. So, they're also booking out a lot of these gigs all over the place, too. So, not yeah. even just big venues, but they're booking out a little place in Lilydale or wherever it is. And you go, oh, well, I guess we're not going to have much of a chance because you have a chance to see a band you haven't seen in 20 years. Or you get to see a local band you saw last year. Well, you're yeah. going to choose one 20 years ago, 10 yeah, years exactly. ago. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's hard, but you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you, you do the the covers. The oh yeah. So nights. we're announcing officially we're going to be a cover band now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're covering Torrential Thrill's first two albums. Yes. Going forward, we're yes. the Torrential Thrill cover band called. A whole lot of torrential thrill. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. It's a, it's a reunion tour, isn't it? We're not, yeah. as, we're not as good as the originals. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, man. Yeah, the leaks are they're, they're tight, but they're not just as Shamelessly tight. promoting at all times. Yeah. yeah you Maybe do we it, should man. start a band called Lethal Licks covering yeah, torrential thrill. Torrential thrill, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've got... Um, Oh, that's fantastic. We're brainstorming. We'll yeah, no, you've got to do this. it. We still got time. You've got to do it. Yeah. Um, oh, there you go. Well, let's touch on the gig that we're doing um, in, in, in a few weeks there at uh, October 26th at, at the Matthew Flinders Hotel. Um, we've got a band called Red Star Born who are coming down from Queensland, mm. which is a cool thing. Very cool. Um, and uh, Torrential Thrill uh, on the bill as well. Um, you got in contact with... Um, with me um, and, and offered the spot to the pass outs, which is really cool. At the time, I was very much preparing for this gig at the corner. So I was like, yeah, that sounds good, but I'll talk to you about it next week <laughs> kind of thing because I had zero time to, um, to even think about it. But um, I'm really glad that I was able to, to get it happening because I'm looking forward to it because the pass outs haven't had a gig since March. Yeah, I'm wrapped that you guys are on the bill. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Um it's going to be interesting because we we said yes to the gig, and I just assumed that everyone would be available. Um, and the drummer is actually not available; it's his oh, dad's birthday. Oh yeah, so um, and we're having this conversation with all the guys in the Pearl Jam tribute night, you know. Um, and I was talking to Lee from the Warbirds. And he's like, oh, "I love your songs. I'll I'll do that gig. Can I do the gig with you?" I was like. Yeah, all right. <laughs> awesome. No, that's great. So Lee's going to be playing drums for us on the night, awesome. which will be fun, yeah. And, and so, said he was going to come down, so now you've obviously <laughs> there you go. part of the show. Yeah, he's part of the show. Yeah, yeah. Lee, Leroy there on, on the kit. Um, and uh, we have uh, Eat the Damn Orange yeah. as well. Yeah. Another uh, Art of Touring alumni. Um, oh, they've been on the show? Mm, Who yeah. do you have, Brent? Uh, yeah, Brendan Nellison. And... Just him or just him, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, yeah. He he he's been on uh, the art of touring, um, so it's definitely going to be um, a great night. Now, as from from my understanding, the Matthew Flinders Hotel is kind of more like a oh, it sounds terrible, like more of like a pokey kind of tab kind of it watering is, hole. So it? it's it's a, it's an all in one sort of thing. They got yeah. they got bowling alleys for the kids. They got a massive really bowling alley. <laughs> Massive bistro for every everybody else behind the back section. There's you kind of your sort of your pokey setup. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then they've got like a separate cut off band room, which is like an old style, um, Brady O'Reilly style, pubby. Yeah, big right. band room. Like big room. Yeah, you could probably put sort of four or five hundred people in there comfortably. Yeah, the nice. The stage is sort of set up towards one side of the room, so mm-hmm. you could almost sort of cut off half of the room and. The dynamics of what we do on the night, you know, depending on um, numbers and all that sort of stuff, we'll, sure. we'll work through that. But yeah, yeah, um, we've got uh, Swiss Tech uh, doing the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, Swiss does a lot of like lighting and, and you know production stuff with like the Tash Sultanas and all that sort of stuff. So he's done Swiss Walker. Swiss Walker, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know he's he's putting together a rig, and um, you know I'll chat to you sort of offline about some of the cool sort of stuff that we can do with. 
Uh, and they've got a big LED sort of screen on the background. Yeah, we've I got saw that. Of, so yeah. we've got access to that, do we? Yeah, we do. Oh, we do. cool. So, I put some, uh, some visuals together. So we've got, you know, yeah. whether it's your campfire burning in the background or your band <laughs> logo or your favourite porno, like, you know, it's, it's an 18 plus night, you know. Everybody's dancing. <laughs> favourite porno. <laughs> favourite porno. We'll keep it, you know, at least for one oh of the songs. Oh, God, that's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, that really brings back memories, not about pornos, but putting weird shit behind your while you're playing there was a place called um edward's tavern et's it was called do you, ever, do you remember that place edward's tavern no I don't. no it, it closed down obviously because they all do eventually but the people that ran um the barleycorn hotel oh uh, yes i know the barleycorn, remember barleycorn? Yeah, yeah so yeah. before the barleycorn there was a bird called jane who ran the barleycorn the yeah, nights I, there i remember talking to jane um so she ran edward's tavern um before that um and this was when i was studying music and we, we put together a, a recital night um, as part of... Because that, that was like your main assessment at the end of the, the course that you had to put on a night in a venue in Melbourne somewhere, sell tickets or, you know, put a door charge on, you know, go through the whole motions of putting on a gig. It was actually really cool, you know, kind of showed you exactly how to do and it. How disappointed you were going to be one You're day. going to be one day, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, look, it was really sweet because all the ki- the kids, all the guys and girls from the course would show up to everybody's recital. Oh, cool. So it was always, you know, a good 20, 30 people at everyone's show. Um, and so I remember there was, it was really old school. They had like a data projector um, behind us and I'm like, oh, I could put wrestling on behind us while we're playing. Ah, dude. So, um, yeah, that was when I was 20, I believe. So, yeah, even back then it was was still very much ingrained in in my pop culture. Um, Well, that's good. So, well, why don't we – yeah, we'll we'll bring it home there um, and we'll talk a little bit about what you did mention really quickly at the start of the pod and that was um, your new single. Um, You were filming a film clip for it um, on – Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So where we, were you? Yeah. Uh, well, we've you know we're finally about to release some some new music. Mm-hmm. Um, and the video clip for this is a wrestling style theme. Yes. Everyone's into wrestling nowadays. It's kind of like the Ablaze Boys uh, were on like Wrestle Rock. Yes. I we'll talk about that actually. I don't know what that what that is. It, Wrestle it's, Rock. It's okay. I know it is. We'll talk later. It's All right. Yeah, I've had Julian show. James, the um, the Godfather of Wrestle Rock, on the show. Is it rock and roll? Was it, it wrestling? It's, or is it's it wrestling both? match, and then there's rock and roll in between. That's right. Yeah, so, okay. so yeah, Ablaze open the night, or whoever it is, they open the night. Okay. Um, they'll play like you know eight nine songs, and then there's just a wrestling show for the rest of the evening, and yeah, then okay. after all the wrestling's done and dusted, the band comes back on for a second set. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wrestle Rock. Wrestle Rock. Um, it seems like the done thing. I mean, obviously, we, we, we got um, uh, the support gig for Fozzy when he came out last, oh, did you last really? year in November. Yeah. Did you get to meet Chris Jericho? Yeah, Kim, Kim yeah, from did I get Did I get to meet Chris Jericho? Look, you weren't around. You were, sorry. I was packing up gear. He's like... <laughs> He's he's idle. He's idle from growing up. Was like Chris I'm from Jericho. Winnipeg. Chris Jericho is, is listed as from Winnipeg. So, so you you already knew him. Why did you need to meet? I was him wearing for? a Winnipeg Jets T-shirt. Yeah, right. And, and uh, you didn't get to meet him. Nah, no, nah. Like, but the guy that doesn't or? even know who he is. No, was, you wanted to meet him, but you didn't get a chance to. Yeah, we were hanging around, oh, around, around backstage, and Kim Kim from Dangerous Curse goes, "Let's go upstairs and break into the dressing room and meet Chris." I'm like, okay. Yeah, so yeah. we just ran up there and just like barged in, and he, I don't think he was feeling that great that night because yeah. he had some voice issues, and they just wanted to get out of there. And yeah. there were a few other things going down in Melbourne that day too so was that at the Gershwin room that was at Max Watts oh Max, Max Watts, Watts. Yeah, okay yeah. so yeah. um and there was there was a big incident on Burke Street which there's was, a car bomb or something that oh, day oh shit there was a day of that whole yeah, all that stuff like a block from us we, we, ca- like, we came yeah. out to get dinner and the whole of Swanson Street was just lined with cops it was like three four hundred cops like lining up like, shit um yeah and it was it was uh it was massive so yeah yeah um, but the show still went on obviously mm. yeah well you know un- oh, people underground, were queuing up underground at Max Watts yeah. <clears throat> uh, every, everything went well so yeah we got to meet um Chris which was which was really good mm. Um, but yeah, just going back to the wrestling thing, it just mm. seems like it's like wrestling and rock and roll is just a done thing at the moment. We'd, yeah, man. We'd been down to PCW in Ferntree Gully. Yes. When we got the tickets for, um, when we got news that we were going to be supporting Fozzie because we, yeah. we were going to try and promote through them and say you can get cheap tickets through us and yeah, here's yeah. some t-shirts, here's some merch and all that sort of stuff. Sure. Um, and uh, Noxie and 
my brother Matt had been down there to watch the wrestling and we had sort of said we should do a film clip down here one day it'd be freaking awesome yeah man so about a month ago um, we took the guy who's directing the clip for us down there and he filmed one of the wrestling matches on a Saturday night and mm-hmm. it was cool because they were doing like a ladder match oh dude nice. it wasn't just a ladder match it was it was everything. You've got to come down to Ferntree Gully and check this stuff out. It's not like I oh, know I've been there. Uh, have you, it, man? This they're, was they're uh, this a, is off the off the. They had a title yeah. match and it's three what, three stages of hell title match. They had a ladder match. <clears> there was five ladders going on. Yeah, the money in the bank they were doing. It was insane. This guy was nice. like up the, on the ring at the top of a ladder, and they're like hitting with a chair, and he'd like fall into the crowd across three you tables. Know, you know, it's and he's crazy. Like, yeah, it's like, dead. right now I'm experiencing Steve talking about wrestling for the first time in his life. It's like I'm a nine-year-old kid again <laughs> when you first watch it. Because it's like, I grew up watching WWF like in the 90s with yes. my best friend Jordan, and we would just, he would powerbomb his brother, his little brother, into the bed. He'd chokeslam his little brother. And he's like, I don't want to get chokeslam. He's like, hey, you're getting chokeslam. <laughs> and I talked to Matt about this, and then Steve's like, what are you, what, what? What are you, tra- what are you talking about? Yeah, But right. then he sees this, and now he's like, ah, this is I so grew, cool. I grew up with wrestling, and I was, you know, the Bret Hart's and the Shawn Michaels, and I grew up with all that okay, sort of okay. stuff. I just, yeah, yeah. So anyway, this okay. was really good, and, and the, the track that we're releasing is called Animal Like Me. Okay. You know, it's kind of like a, um, you know, in, my, in, in your life, you need an animal like you. You need people like you. To oh, sort okay. of survive, like kindred spirit, kind yeah, of thing. kind of thing. It's a heavy song, but yeah. we sort of thought, like, without sort of getting too deep and dark and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, something you know, fun and sort of chaotic, like a wrestling match, is just a cool way to promote it. Oh, okay. So there's there, there's the no col- actual like lyrical content to do with wrestling in the song. It's more like the you're framing it like that for the film clip. Yeah, it's kind of oh, okay, like it's okay. just we, we the last three clips we've done have been very story orientated. Sure, yeah. And we're like, it's a freaking music video. Like Let's have we some need fun to, with we it. need to move away mm. from storylines and just keep it moving and just yeah, ca- yeah, fun. This is kind of like gives the band a chance to sort of just. Have fun with the idea, and then you've got the wrestling, cutting back and forwards to the wrestling. And nice. So, it, which wrestlers are going to be featured in the film clip? That um, old mate. TBD. Filmed. TBD. Yeah. 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 Because that was a uh, it was a big night that the um, the champ uh, lost his title, okay. and he I think that was uh, Lucas Daniels. He had it for like a year and a half. Right. And he lost it that night that we were there filming and we're like this is the this is a big night yeah nice. like my jaw was dropped i'm like this, this just happened yeah and it's like nice. I, didn't, I didn't get to go much of the wrestling but it's like you get to be there for that moment i was like yeah it's no wonder this place was sold out mm. who's the who's the green goblin guy sid oh sid parker yeah sid with mohawk he's yeah. gonna be, he's gonna be in it <laughs> guy, sid okay. parker's gonna he, be in it as he, well well, he, well look it's kind of like us playing in the ring and then just cutting to footage of the night. Of so the night. Away too much, man. So no, yeah, I've, well, I've actually interviewed um, Sid's um, uh, in-ring partner, uh, Erica, the voodoo, um, the the Dreamtime voodoo witch, Erica Reed. Yeah, okay. Um, she she's been on the on the art of touring because I do interview wrestlers occasionally as well. I could, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, that on, make on the show. Yeah, because I'm. Massive wrestling marks. So I could you know, talk their ears off all night. So that's great. Okay, well, we've definitely got a little bit of a preview for this song. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, no, we we can't wait. We'll have to see. Yeah, I'm what pretty he, excited. Yeah, what he comes out with. We're still uh, we're still kicking some butt with the mastering side of things and the mixing side of things. But as yeah. long as we got a video, I mean, in two weeks' time, we'll hopefully have something that sounds coherent and uh, and a music video to uh, to match. Beautiful, beautiful. Um. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, you got the video clip coming out. Um, and so the, the goal is to actually have it as a, a release for the night because Red Star Born are doing a bit of a release night as well on the same album, time. Their album, the album, the album leg of their East Coast tour. Yeah, nice one. There's a, there's a few special events happening on the one night. Um, you know, not to take any fire away from us, but, you know, you're going to get to see... Lee Strap from the Warbirds play the drums for the parts out for maybe the we'll first get time. Him, maybe we'll get him to drum for us too. Matt can take yeah. the night off. And Why it'll be, like, yeah. it'll be a Lee takeover night. Yeah, you got 10 more songs to learn, mate. Get on top of yeah. it. Oh, fantastic. No, it's going to be a good fun night. Um, so of the two albums that you've released um, so far, is there one track that kind of stands out that the, you think we could kind of play a little bit of a snippet of at the beginning of this podcast? 
to kind of give our listeners an idea of, you know, torrential thrill and, and your sound. Let's see if he's thinking. Oh, I know what he's thinking. What is he thinking? But I don't think we should do that one going for the new, the, the sound going forward. But I know what he's always thinking. Oh, well, you, 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 you go. Steve wants to play King of the Road because it's near and dear to him. Yeah, yeah. It's literally a 30-second snippet. Cause I, oh, I, that, that's enough for like one-tenth of the intro to that song. Okay, well, there you go. You, <laughs> you, well, you, you decide. What do you want to play? You reckon? Yeah. I don't know what you're going to say, but... Well, you don't think so? I don't know what you're going to say. There's wow. No I'd probably go Wild Child. Wild Child. Well, we will have heard either Wild Child or King of the Road, or maybe a little bit of both. You never know. Um, at the beginning of this podcast... Um, so we've heard all about the show coming up, um, and uh, now let's just uh, finish up with where we can find you guys online. You've got the Spotify's, the Facebooks, the YouTube's, the Instagrams, all that stuff. Torrential Thrill. Yep, yep, yep. We do, yep. we do. TorrentialThrill.com. dot com as well. Yep, yep. Steve's done a lot of. Knox, uh, yep. he's done a lot of good work with uh, with the dot com. So that's always nice. up to date. It's always got links to shows, ticketing. Um, yep. Content, uh, merch. She reminds me, I got to put this show on the website. So um, yeah, no, we're always we're always. <laughs> it's a job for you, mate. By the time you hear this, it should be done. It'll be on there. <laughs> always promoting through um, through all the socials and the dot com as well. Yeah, um, nice. And you can probably connect through most of us on Facebook too. So yeah, yeah, yeah cool. like uh, we all run different aspects of it as well. Yeah, so you except share Matt. the load a little bit, except Matt, because he's always loading and unloading the drums. So that takes a long time. Because while he's doing that. Yeah. Steve runs Facebook, I'll run Instagram, the website, and yeah, uh, yeah. Mox runs Twitter. So you get a bit of a different voice on different social. So it's not just the same thing all the time. That's actually really clever um, because uh, I was in a band for a while, um, Smokestack Rhino, and, and before we posted anything, it had to be approved by every member of the band. And it, it took so long. No, we do, uh, what is it? Uh, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. I love that. Process. Yeah. <laughs> Shut um, that fucking thing offline right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've had that recently. We've had a few of those. A Take few of that down. Yeah, or I'll, um, I'll just be doing my morning ritual there and I'm sitting down having a read going, wow, I got to spell check that thing. Oh, yep, that, yep, Steve posted that. Let me just edit. <laughs> Put some spacing, some punctuation. Yeah. I'll leave a couple in there so they know it's him. Yeah, yeah. And then I get a text like two minutes later. He's like, well, fucking grab his picture. And then he goes, thanks, Noxie, for the spell check. I'm like, you got it. You got it. I got your boy. <laughs> oh, that's a great note to end on, boys. Well, thank you so much for being guests on The Art of Touring. Uh, we will see you on the 26th at the uh, of, of October um, at the Matthew Flinders Hotel. And um, hopefully again after that as well on the road somewhere that'd be great thank you very much for having us no worries see you boys thank you ciao see you And that's a wrap, Sizzlers. Episode 74, all done. Thanks for listening. If you did enjoy this episode, give the podcast a share on social media, hey? Get out your freaking, you know, your little smartphone and go, oh, that podcast was sick. I'm going to share that with my social network so more people can hear the art of touring. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. Do it now. Yes. Uh, use the hashtag Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram. Um, give us a follow at Art of Touring Podcast on Instagram and give us a like on the likable page. Why not? On Facebook. Come back each week. Got a new guest each week. So I'd love to have you as a part of the Sizzlers, eh? the, the, the Art of Touring family. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with me, email me directly at artoftouringpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you would like to come on the show. Maybe you're a touring muso, a performer, or a wrestler. Hit me up. I'd love to have a chat. Um, or just slide into the DMs on Instagram at artoftouringpodcast. You can listen to Art of Touring on Wooshka and you can download it on iTunes. Uh, if you did enjoy this episode, then take a moment to get your phone out and give it five stars and leave a bit of a review. That'd be rad. Now let's hear some plugs. On Saturday, October the 26th, the Pass Outs will be performing at the Matthew Flinders Hotel alongside uh, Queensland rockers Red Star Born, local legends we've just heard from, Torrential Thrill, and Eat the Damn Orange, another 
Art of Touring alumni will be there. Uh, you can grab tickets on the door. Come on down for a night of raucous rock and roll. That's all from me this week. Before I go, I do have a few shout-outs, as always. Shout-out to Chris Wall, who designed the rad artwork for this show. You can follow him on Instagram at Mr. Wall, spelt W-A-H-L. Big thanks to my guests this week, Noxie and Stephen from Torrential Thrill. Be sure to follow the lads on their social media profiles, their website, uh, to stay informed on all of their upcoming shows and releases. That's all from me this week. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of The Art of Two. With us is digging it now. And remember, this week's podcast was brought to you by the Hawaiian Tropics Tour Bikini Tour of 1995, when only the hottest bikini girls asked the dumbest guys to be on their bus to be their oil boys.